We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that. But I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So that's my idea for a new chamber. To teach the martial arts to the people. Anybody. Alright, welcome back to another episode of My Three Cents. Alright, so last episode, we kind of talked about uh, the journey. I gave y'all an overview of the entrepreneurship side. Um, just a really brief overview with some insights. But when I got off that episode, I was like, man, I didn't... There's a lot more. So today, I'm going to go back in on that journey. And I want to let y'all know something else that was going on behind the scenes the entire time. And uh, the reason I'm going to do that is because I know that there's a lot of people out there dealing with what I'm about to talk about. So that's why I'm doing it, because uh, it was a part of the struggle, the, the thing I had to overcome. Uh, it was another circumstance that was involved. Very important. So let's dive right into it. Uh, welcome back. Repeat listeners. First time listeners. Welcome to the show. And uh, I would encourage you to listen to other episodes just to see what I'm talking about. Um I just try to get on here and speak my truth. That's why it's called my three cents. If you don't know what that means, it's uh, three is a form of balance where two is a form of duality. So instead of my two cents, I would rather give my balanced opinion um, that is not just me just flying off the cuff reacting to things, but it's actually me speaking about things that took some type of forethought and uh, hopefully are insightful and you can get something from it and just kind of be on this journey with me. So I didn't want to hold all this stuff in. I study a lot. I, re I read, I write, <clears throat> I do a lot of that. So I can't just hold it in. And uh, it gets to a point where people in your circle and people around you will reach their peak of what you can talk to them about because it gets beyond what they understand, right? So until they can do more studying and keep evolving, you're kind of at a standstill sometimes. So I would encourage you to find an outlet, whether it's just writing for now, um, start your podcast, of, uh, become a vlogger, even do blogs, right? I do that for my business. I do business blogs for entrepreneurs. So uh, whatever it is, if you got tremendous information, remember, your information is value. So get your information out. Don't just sit with the information, right? And it's also unhealthy to hold powerful knowledge and not share it, okay? So... That's something I'm working on, too. Um, I don't share as much as I should, probably, but I'm figuring that out because uh, there's a fine balance that I'm keeping in life and it's working. So we'll just continue <laughs> the way it is. And uh, like they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So what I want to do to build off the of last episode where I talked about entrepreneurship, my journey specifically from going from knowing nothing about it um just having a vision right solving a problem and then creating a product learning about business reading and just really growing myself the whole time now let's talk about more of the dark side of what was going on so during those years uh where i was uh you know had the vision tried to pursue it spent money partnership didn't work went back to work right I talked about how my situation changed suddenly because I ended up getting my daughter, right? So that changed my personal single life. My 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 house was known as the single as the single dad pad 
after that. <laughs> they come here and say, hey, welcome to the single dad pad, right? Used to be the bachelor pad. So that was fun. Made a lot of adjustments. I talked about that last episode. Um, wanted something more out of life than just working and getting stuck in that routine. Um, just looking at my daughter really motivated me to want to do something better, different, bigger, take a chance, find a risk to take. Uh, it's important to be a risk taker. And uh, you hear people say that all the time, right? And you're not going to understand it until you take a risk. You see people that are adrenaline junkies and you say, that's crazy. But the thing is, it's just crazy to you. You're not that risky. So I'm not saying jump off a mountain, but I am saying uh, when you see people taking risks, that's something to be respected. You know, you don't look at them and say they're crazy, <laughs> which is what the average person does, whether it's business or some other decision. When the average person sees you take a risk, they're going to say you're crazy for doing that. Why are you doing that? Right. You're exposed. So there's a tremendous power in being a risk taker. Um, it involves conquering fear. It involves understanding what fear is, which is, in my opinion, I've said it before, I've said it many times, fear is the great motivator. Fear is not something that is a negative thing. That's back in the dualistic way of thinking. It has to be good or bad, negative or positive. No, it's not like that. Now, you can make something like that in your mind, but things are not innately like that. Things do not... Um, have to lean one direction or the other only. Now, when we're talking about this realm, just to clarify, this is a dualistic realm. Earth is a dualistic plane, up, down, left, right. So we have to understand that, yes, we have been put into a dualistic plane where they operate using dualistic systems. Democrat, Republic, Blood, Crip, whatever it is, East, West. But the point in the knowledge is that you yourself are not a dualistic being. So you do have the ability to not operate in that way. And you have the ability to zoom out, fractal up, and see the bigger picture. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, my three cents, the balance aspect. So knowing that I wanted something more, um, I went back. Like I said in the previous episode, dug up my project, you know, recontacted the people, started waking everybody back up and asking questions, right? I wanted to find a chance to take. I want it to be risky. Okay. Now I'm not saying be stupid, but a calculated risk is a calculated risk. All my life, I've been known for taking calculated risk. Everybody that knows me knows that's true. I've been known for taking calculated risks. I just didn't know what that would lead to. I didn't know that the biggest calculated risk I would take would change my whole life. Now, if I would have played it safe, I would still just be building someone else's fortune. And that's what I try to encourage people to think about. Whose fortune are you building? Who owns what you're doing? Who has you under contract? So being a risk taker is 
something that also comes with quote unquote freedom. And when you're talking about the land of the free, you're talking about a place like America where where, where we say the, the American dream, where we say these kind of things that are buzzwords to freedom. We build a lot of stuff around that word freedom. And to me, the saddest part about that is that the foundation is is the perfect condition to build freedom rhetoric. See, that's what we need to recognize. Freedom rhetoric is popularized by our current conditions of not feeling free. So the better it sounds, it's kind of speaking to the condition that we're in. The worse the condition gets, the better it sounds to be free from all this, right? So a lot of times, man, these these mass ways of thinking that average people think about risk and reward, about playing it safe, is the wrong way to think because that ain't going to get you nowhere. We've seen it generation after generation. It's not going to get you nowhere. That's why we now in this generation and our families and our bloodlines are having to be the ones that change the narrative for the entire bloodline. Which means we had to do something different than everybody else has done, which means that's going to be met with resistance at different points because it's different. But that's okay. Because when you're a pioneer, there's going to be a lot of pushback. That's fine. Because when you're a visionary, you can always explain and show. So being a risk taker is important. Understanding the mind state behind someone who takes risks is equally important. If you have people you look up to in history or whatever the case may be, even in your, just in your family, look up their stories if you're privy to their stories. Look up people in your family from prior generations and understand who's the risk takers. Understand what's in your bloodline. The inventors, the business owners, the ones who were just great parents who raised a lot of kids successfully. And, you know, we got to build off stuff like that. So what I'm saying is that don't play it safe. Find a way to take a risk. Play it safe until you've played it too safe. Play it safe until playing it safe feels like the wrong thing to do. That would be my advice. So during my during my journey, what was going on in the background was me dealing with my other daughter, the situation with her, my first daughter, I had two daughters, and child support. Now, I want to specifically bring this up because this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And a lot of guys are dealing with this and they don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you straight up what I went through. It can't be no worse than what I went through. And if I if I navigated my way out of that, through it, 
then so can you. That's my point. So during this time, I had a previous daughter before I was given my new daughter. Like I said, I was I've raised my the daughter that lives with me now. Um, I've been raising her since she was about one years old. Prior to that, she had a big sister. Now, her big sister, and these are two different females, two two different time spans where I had these girls. You know, life is like that. This is real stuff. So, I had a great relationship with my daughter, my oldest daughter. When she was very young, we were great. And... I'm not going to say anybody's name, but everybody that knows me knows this story like the back of their hand. Because if you've been my friend, if you've been with me, you've watched me go through this for years. And this is real. What she used to do is use my daughter for leverage, obviously. But it was more so about money the entire time. It was always just money. Money, money, money. Man, that's sad. That really is sad. But what I mean is that she used and gamed the system in a way that was to her advantage. Now, can I blame her for taking advantage of a broken, fucked up system? Not really. But at some point, where does your humanitarianism side kick in where you say okay what I'm doing is wrong I'm greedy as hell right so what I was going through was this this was my scenario Um, from a young age when I was with her we were all living together I couldn't deal with the with the mother anymore I left started dealing with other women Jealousy, all kinds of just drama. I even got my tires flatted one night. It wasn't her though. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, I'm a change man, right? You can't be out and then be somewhere else unless you want your tires flat. These women ain't playing. I was young and dumb. <laughs> so, uh, I was done with her, but I wanted to be in my daughter's life. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of men don't get credit for wanting to be in their in their kid's life. They uh, Every man wants to be a father. I don't understand why we can't see that very plainly, especially black men. A black man wants nothing more than to be a, a great dad. He wants nothing more than to be a great dad. A lot of y'all hear that and say, nah, nah, it's true. They don't want to hang out and play video games. They want to be a father. But here's the thing. We have a fucked up cycle. We got something going on. It has to be broken. It's going to take generations of change. For this change to become organic. For it to take root. We're just at the point of planting seeds. Men want to be great. Women want to be loved. Men want to be loved. Women want to be cherished. All this stuff is basic. 
But when you got these systems in place, we can't even operate. You have a family where the government has intervened and the women see it as advantage because they are in the primal part of their mind where it's based around heartache and revenge and hands up. Who has the hand up? Who has the upper hand? Who got their hands up and who has the upper hand? And we're allowing, we're allowing it. You've never heard a president candidate. You never heard an argument on television about child support, about these systems that are crushing families, taking the men out of the homes. You got women thinking they don't need men when the kids are suffering. I tell y'all all the time, single mothers are destroying the kids. They're destroying the black boys. They don't know what to do. They won't admit that they don't know what to do. We keep seeing that they don't know what to do because we're looking at them in jail, prison, killing, murdering, driving the goddamn country crazy. But we won't be realistic about it. You keep hearing all this stuff about martial law and this and that. Man, look, all these police and gun, all this stuff that they got, these tanks and all that, that's for hoods. That ain't for farms. That ain't for rural... That is for hoods. Everything they're doing for defense in this country is 99% aimed at melanated people. Because we the ones acting up the most out loud. Our women got us looking horrible. The ones they choose to put on TV, whether it's rap, movies, whatever it is. Yeah, they get a lot of money and then they start dressing calm down and then they start trying to act like regular people. That's fine. You're still playing a deep game of pretend. That's great. I don't care. Here's my point. You're influencing and affecting young girls whose moms aren't affecting them enough. You see? And when they listen to how y'all are referencing men, they have no other reference to reference men. They won't have any respect. I always say this. The one person in this country you can't tell nothing to is a black female. You can't tell her nothing. Am I lying? Am I lying? Think about all the cultures. Go down the row in your mind. Tell them all something. And then watch what the black one do. Because that is the new culture of quote unquote black in this country. See, black the dark meaning, right? Black, the negative meaning that we don't like, but we like to call ourselves black, but we can't understand the energy that comes with that. You can't have it both ways. These labels are for a reason. It's not a race thing. You're not actually black. They're not actually white. This is a status symbol play. Wordplay. So it upsets me when I when I think about this because the boys aren't protected. The women don't know what they're doing. You can't raise a boy. Get that man an uncle, somebody. Stop worrying about yourself. Stop worrying about who you are sleeping with or having your life. Focus on your kids. Now I'm gonna jump off that, but look, my whole point is that when my daughter was given to me. 
I knew what I was. I was the only hope at that time. I knew what I was. I saw what I was. I was like, oh, yo, I'm, I am responsible for her life. How selfish can I be? Come on, man. The gift of life is a tremendous responsibility. When you give that gift, it comes with nurture. You have to. So I say all that to say, these systems are designed for the females to take advantage. And so with me breaking away from her, and all this child support stuff going on, it was always aimed at my pockets, no matter what I was doing, trying to better myself in life, right? I'm trying to evolve as a person as well. But I guess because I had the penis, right? <laughs> I don't know how that works because it took two of us. But one of us gets automatic advantage. We got to know that these systems are designed to put us against each other. It's weird. It's weird how easily we go along with it. We talking about, oh, stop snitching all this fake culture weirdo stuff and be the first one in court talking about he owed me $30. He, he's not paying for his child. Paying? Money is energy. Sometimes payment comes in the form of love and affection, like I said last episode. You can invest all types of energy. Shit, you can invest terror in somebody. But the return... Ain't going to be what you want. Everything's a damn investment. Men want to be great people. They want to be leaders. They want to be, yo, that's why they all walking around with these guns now and everybody's shooting everybody because they think that that's the fast track to being the leader. If I can be the leader of my small area, if I could at least be a leader of these three feet around me, don't come in my space. I'll kill you. Right? This is the this is the primitive mentality that the black boys then took on because, like I say, they have become overly sensitive due to being raised by women. Now we have generations of men wearing tight ass pants with their butt showing and a pistol. That's weird. You got tight pants, your butt showing, <laughs> a pistol, smooth skin, damn near got makeup on, eyebrows manicured with a purse that you wear crossbody oh man it's just like a mix of masculine and feminine energy why can't we see that why can't we see that the women that's raising the girls with the brothers even the girls are coming out harder and harder because mom had to be this and mom had to do that so generation after generation of that Starts to bring out these little hard daughters because all they can do is imitate mama. What else they gonna do? They gonna think about men the way mama thought about men. They gonna deal with men the way mama dealt with men. The way mama slapped my brother upside the head, I'm gonna deal with my man like that. That's how they, this is how a child thinks. They're gonna imitate us. That's all they can do. Until they come into their own and hopefully rethink everything they believe in and double check it. That's what you have the ability to do as an adept. Or as an adult. So I'm going through child support, right? And here's the key. Here's why I really wanted to bring this up. Because 
as I'm growing up, becoming more mature, wanting to be in my daughter's life, I'm in and out of my daughter's life. Why? Right? So everybody in my hometown has got these rumors thinking that I'm some kind of deadbeat bum ass dad. But here's the thing. Every time I was in my daughter's life, this woman made it so damn hard. She made it so hard. The first time uh, that I was given visitation, because when you go through court, now all of a sudden you got to get visitation, right? You got to be granted permission and time periods where you can see your child. That's natural. That's going to build a natural relationship. Congratulations on that decision. These women ain't thinking about what they're doing to the child. It's a stupid system that they happily indulge themselves in because they are mad that the men didn't want to be with them. We all were young. We've all made mistakes. Why would you hold an 18-year grudge? Oh, the money. They're paying you to hold the grudge. You see? Because if we ever properly make up and become too responsible adults and how we deal with each other then we might have to think reasonably and if you are forced to think reasonably you might realize that the stress you're putting on me as the father is crippling me and is keeping me from becoming anything great it's slowing down my life now a lot of y'all say well it's your responsibility when you make a child hey where is the responsibility on the other side? When you don't successfully raise your kids, your ass need to be punished then because you got a free ride. You got money, freedom, your life wasn't threatened. See, remember, when you're a father, if you can't pay these bills, you're going to jail. Now you can't do nothing. Think about that. You constantly threaten. Your license is suspended. It's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. The check didn't go through. It's on, it's off. A lot of people don't know how that life is for the father. But see, I'm here to speak up because I was in it. And you best believe that as I progress in life, I will be speaking louder about this issue. Because it's a lot of men that don't know what the hell to do and damn near want to suicide out because they feel like they're stuck in something where they're being hated and tormented. And nobody cares because guess what? You used to be the little black boy I didn't give a damn about when I was raising you. You see, the boys that you don't put the effort into raising become the men that you hate and game and take their money. So why are women raising the type of boy to a man that the other women are bragging about taking advantage of? Why don't the women have a problem with the women yet? Hmm? Why don't the women have a problem with the women yet? Why don't we hear about that? Respectable women, stand up. Where are you? I don't hear you. That's the problem. It's a few talking, but not enough. Make more noise. I'm out here trying to protect these black boys that keep becoming these damaged black men that I'm out here trying to mentor right now. And it all goes back to how they was raised. It all goes back to mama every single time. Where was dad? Well, mama was a part of these systems where dad can't be there. But we keep blaming him. We say, well, he needs to persevere. He needs to be a provider. He needs to fight, fight, fight. Man, y'all got to realize men are people too. 
Men are people too, right? Men are people too. And a black man is tough. Mess around and have a kid as a black man. Now you looked at as everything. If, if you make a mistake, you're a deadbeat. If you're doing well, you're the greatest dad ever. There's so many extremes. Just being a black man. Everything's a damn extreme. So I had to go through visitation where I'm going to a facility, meeting my child. We're in a room. This was just the weirdest stuff, man. I did it with a smile. The ladies in the facility is like, yo, this, why are you here? Uh, well, <laughs> this is how the system works. She signed some papers and, uh, the people believed her and, uh, yeah, here we are. If those ladies are still alive to this day, I can go back there and they will remember me and want to know how everything turned out. Those ladies told me if you ever need references, if you ever need us to write an affidavit for you to take to a court about you and your child and the relationship y'all seem to have. It was like that. So we move on from that. She's getting older. She's going through school. You know, we're off and on depending on how much money she's getting and how much I'm working. How much I'm able to give her. And for years, I'm working, working, working. I've always worked. I've always been management uh, at different jobs I've had. So I had decent money, but she was taking a chunk of it. And so when I told y'all in the last episode, there came a time where I needed more, where I wanted more. Where I had to take a chance. Where I had to dig up my old project and bring it back to life. Well, guess what? Simultaneously, she's zapping my checks. And it's hard for me to pursue my dreams. There's no happy medium here. You see how this works? The man is almost not allowed. He's almost handcuffed from going too far and taking any kind of risk. Because if you take too big of a swing and miss and you can't pay and fulfill these systems, they're going to lock you up. What world is this? This is why I had to study commerce and law. I'm not going to get into it now, but money don't even exist. By most of your state's constitutions, you can't even go to jail for money debt. Look it up. Look up your state constitution. Educate yourself. Defend yourself. Stop agreeing to what's wrong. I'm not saying don't take care of your kids, but do it on your terms. If you're a stand-up guy, be a stand-up guy. If you're not a stand-up guy, then be who you are. But let it be known that you are you. And no system is pulling you around. We got to stop judging men by how much money we make. What kind of car we drive. Why are you judging us that way? That money and success, all that means nothing to love and life. Means nothing to the heart of a person. If I got to be cold in business and make success, what does that have to say about my compassionate side? Nothing. It has nothing to say about my compassionate side because you don't know me. But if you're judging me by what you think I'm doing and you want some of it, there are systems in place that go along with that because they want some of it as well. They get a percentage of child support as well. The money doesn't go directly to the child. They get a percentage. You know, these systems, and I hate to go off on a tangent, but these systems, man, Title IV, come on, man, look it up. Title IV, not a real thing, not the government. Child support is not the government. This is a third-party corporation that the government works with that they volunteer you to be a part of. I'm going to say less because this, this is not legal advice. This is not financial advice. 
This is my three cents, but I know what I'm talking about. It's Title IV in this country, and it's the child support system. It's not real. It's not the government, just like the IRS, not the government, just like the bank, uh, the Reserve Federal Reserve Bank, not the government. They're all contracted. They're contract workers. This stuff goes deeper than you think, and I get it. You're trying to make systems and get your money. But who's suffering? Mostly black men. Black men are suffering mostly from this child support hustle. Because we would have a lot more great black men successful in this country by this country's standards if we let people operate as themselves more. Point blank period. And that's a fact. You know how many... Uh, creators, inventors, designers, and people that don't get to take their shot, that don't get to take their swing. Come on, man. You have to make your own way. And when you got these systems on you, it's tough. So the whole time I'm dealing with that, uh, every time me and my daughter got close, whether it was the facility, her getting older, us meeting somewhere, hanging out with me for a time, I had to go through all that. Meeting at the McDonald's parking lot. Exchanging, like I went through all that. Meeting at the gas station. This is years of this. Back and forth, on and off. Every time me and my daughter got too close, she would let her stop showing up. She would say, oh, we had to do something this week. Oh, she had an appointment this week. This was the game she was playing. To where she could continue to get paid. And I really don't know if she's telling me the truth or not, which I know she was lying. Some of those times because she just didn't feel like bringing her or whatever the case may be. This is what they out here doing. But the only thing people see is that he needs to pay. He didn't pay. He got to go to court. That's crazy. Our families are reduced down to digits and money. Now, what if a man has all the money in the world and don't give a damn about his family? Yeah, you're getting child support, but you have no love. You got nothing. He gives you nothing. Now what? That's real suffering. Not the money missing. So the whole time I got this going on, where she keeps pulling her from me, disappearing her for a long time, then we got to redo the relationship. She changed her phone number umpteen times throughout the years. This is what I literally went through. I'm going back to court. I'm trying to tell the judge. She said, no, this is not family court. This is child support court, financial court, right? So you got to remember, these magistrates, because they're not judges, these magistrates are in there playing uh, banker. You guys don't know, man. That's what judge means, banker. This stuff is crazy. It's all about money and who's going, who needs to get paid, who took damage and who's being made whole, supposedly, when there really was no damages. Again, this is not legal advice, but y'all got to know, there's no court case without damages. Stop agreeing to stuff. You got to do your research. Nobody was damaged. There's no case. Unless you agree to play a game that you don't understand. And I'm going to say less on that. Because this episode ain't about the law. It's more so about what I was going through. But it involved that. Because I had to become savvy in understanding statutes, court cases, case law. To just know like, okay, this is what I'm being put through. This is crazy. This is fake. So, at the time, I didn't know all that, right? So, I'm going through all this, paying the child support, paying what I can. 
uh, scraping up what I can at times where they're saying, oh, you're behind, you're going to go to jail. I had to hire attorneys. I'm paying two, three, five thousand dollars. <laughs> We're coming up with money we don't have on my side to keep to to be allowed to keep seeing my daughter. Uh, when in the state I live in, there's no 50 50. Right. So that's another thing. There is no equality in these systems. It's designed for the mother to get the benefit of the doubt. And if she's a shitty mom, man, the kid is going to be raised garbage. Nobody wants to hear that. But we're looking at the numbers and looking at society and want to shut our blinds and lock our doors. But we don't want to say raise your kid better. We see nothing but black women twerking and having the lowest self-esteem of all other culture females. I make sure that my daughters are uplifted. And the daughter that I raise, I definitely make sure she's uplifted all the time. Because I want her to have a strong sense of self, self-worth. They got us out here looking the worst as a combination. They got the men looking like we're, we're absent. And they got the women looking like they suffering. They got the women looking like nobody's there for them. Meanwhile, we got the women that got on so much fake stuff that shows that they're mentally ill because they are damaged from society. Genetically damaged, damaged from the norms of society, right? They have gone along with what they've been allowed to do and it's left them in a weird fake place where nobody's respecting the black women anymore. So now there's this no one protects the black women campaign when we can equally start no one protects the black boys campaign. How can we get, where in the cycle do we start the fix? It's not protecting the women. It's the women realizing that they got to make the boys and the kids more important than themselves at some point for some period of time. That's the sacrifice. So I'm going through this, re-meeting my daughter all the time. There's points where it's like, she don't even know me. This shit was crazy. In my heart, I'm like, yo, this is my daughter. She looks exactly like me. This is my seed. Like, what's going on? But it's about money, and I don't have access to her to really speak with her. And when I spend time with her, Everything we did to me that was normal to her was amazing. And it just showed me like, man, y'all getting the money and everything and you're not even getting anything out of life, really. It was tough. She don't even remember me bringing her in the back of the restaurants and places where I was a manager and her coming all through there and the, and the, the, the staff and people knowing her and all that kind of stuff. She was with me. Don't even remember don't even remember because of all the stuff in between. So all the way up until her being a teenage in her teenage years, um, didn't see her for a long time through all this, where there was really no contact and it was just about court documents and money. Then when I got around to being able to see her again, we had to re- Mead and you know get her more comfortable just the whole thing painful always all these years strained relationship over money so mind you while i'm going through this now remember what i told you in the previous episode i'm working 
I'm trying to run the, um, I'm bringing the business back to life, the venture. At some point it overlapped where I had my daughter and then me and my oldest daughter were still doing the back and forth thing where she kept getting disappeared because she didn't want to come see me, supposedly, this week. Didn't want to come this week. Oh, I can't make her. I don't want to make her do what she don't want to do. This is the mom. This is the parent. I don't want to make her do what she didn't want to do. This is a parent. This is who we're leaving the kids with. Not, no, you need to go see your father. It's your father. No. Nah. I don't want to make her do what she don't want to do. Now, her growing up, all kinds of issues. Right? Sneaking out. Sneaking boys. All kind of stuff. While the father has to hear about it here and there and be able to have no effect. Be able to come down and bust no heads. Because I don't know what's going on. Y'all keeping me out the damn loop. But you want my money. So. It was extremely hard for me to pursue my own dreams because of a system built around greed and time. Computers, time periods, dates and digits. This is what we was all reduced down to. Going to court, stomach hurting. Just all kind of trauma and drama. It was crazy. Just to raise my daughter? We're involved in all these systems because you don't want to work. Tell the truth. This girl didn't work the entire 18 years of my daughter's life that she was on child support. That she was getting child support. She didn't work. Lazy. This is what we're letting the women do. Find a man with some money. Find a man with no money. Find any man. Get pregnant and get child support. And guess what? If he don't have money, he'll have to come up with some if he wants to be free. It's a great hustle. Good thing they're changing the law. Because guess what, ladies? I don't know if you heard. But, uh... They're doing paternity tests mandatory because y'all out here tricking dudes. And also, if, let's say it was a one-night stand or something like that, and you end up pregnant, guess what? They're not going to let you put him on child support because he wasn't substantial in your life prior. Oh, yeah. So, y'all better pay attention. Men, it's not a free pass to go out getting females pregnant. But women, it speaks more so to you. Because a man can't do what you don't let him. So think about the consequences. The free ride is over. And it's time to buckle down. We can't have 20 years of a woman not working or doing anything except collecting checks. That's crazy. What does that do to the women generationally? How does that motivate your daughters to be anything great? Seriously. The men and the boys, the boys grow up and become sensitive men. They living around their sisters and their mama. Now they grow up, they're wearing tight pants and got a pistol. They don't know what's going on. So I had things going against me. Like every, uh, I couldn't always pay the child support when it was due. It was always due and it was calculated on a time where I was making better money. 
So as your situation changes, they don't change how much you pay. You still got to pay that. You still got to come up with it. So a lot of times she would get, not a lot of times, every time, every year, she would get my income tax check. So mind you, I'm raising my daughter where I get earned income credit as a parent when we file our taxes. We all know how this works. But here's the thing. How is it right for the other parent to get your income tax check when you're raising a kid? So she knew that she was getting my daughter's money that was in the house. This was money I wouldn't have got if I wasn't a parent. So they letting her take that too. Y'all think about how these systems work. They don't give a damn about these kids. I got a kid I'm raising. That's not calculated into the situation. They don't care about that. So I'm talking about Christmas money. Anything that I did that came through an electronic system, they would give it to her. I call her and say, hey, um, you know, that $2,000 that I just cashed through, I actually needed that. You know, that's that's the Christmas money. Oh, well, uh, you need to be, be a man and be responsible and be a man. Your, your other daughter needs stuff and, and, and need to get a car. Yeah, yeah. Took my Christmas money from my younger daughter and uh, supposedly it went towards a car. So it's this whole mentality that these females have that's out here destroying men, making men bitter. Therefore, making men not want to protect or care about you because guess what? You raised them like that. This is crazy. So I had to go through all that. No license. You know, I could say now, I, yo, I drove without a license for like eight years. Because I had to, though. We had stuff we had to do. We had, she had to get to school and back, all kind of stuff. I'm out here without a license, making moves because I knew I was going to be protected because I wasn't being reckless. I was doing what I needed to do. The systems was trying to hem me up. Literally. Every year taking our income tax so we can't have that little up on the year like everybody else. Like, so we was doing without. It was times where I didn't eat, where I was making sure she ate and that we could just keep going. So I built myself like this over the time. That's why I'm so strong now. I built myself through all my situations. I didn't sit there and become a victim of all my situations. Now, I was low at different times where I needed assistance for sure, but not very often. And ultimately, I was becoming stronger all the time. Once I started gaining knowledge of how to fight back and understand what was going on, that changed things. So, you know, my investors to this day, they don't know what I went through. They don't know I was moving around without a license. I was stuck at home. Um, couldn't really get out and do much. Everything was very calculated. I'm on back roads. I'm, I got to travel at certain times of day. I got to be home before night. I, you know, it's all kind of stuff. You some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I was living that for years. Handling my business. Back and forth to work. Whatever it was for years I was doing that. Walk my daughter to school. All her elementary years. We walked back and forth. We walked back and forth. You know. People knew I had no car. Or I had a car sitting in the driveway. I couldn't drive it. They didn't know what was going on. And I say, you know, one day this all going to be a memory. One day this all going to be a memory. They're not going to know who was walking down the sidewalk. They don't realize who I am. 
they pay attention to us because it's something in our bloodline. It's our energy. And I look at it as this is all part of the story. So tremendous hills to climb. I did not have an easy route through entrepreneurship because it was a risk I had to take in the midst of going through a lot of other stuff. So I wanted to make sure I came back on here and spoke on it because I know last episode I said some stuff about the general journey, right? As far as educate yourself and you can do it. But a lot of brothers going through and they, they, a, lot of, a lot of people might hear that and say, well, I'm on child support. I can't do it. I can't afford to do that. I, I got to do this. I got to get this job. Look, you can do it. You can build something after work. You can build something in the off hours. And guess what? At some point, that thing can shift over and take the place of your hourly job and become what you do. And you can grant yourself new opportunity by being an owner, by being a founder. You can. You can build your credit by understanding it. If you work somewhere, get your credit right with direct deposits and understand how all this stuff works. You just got to think. You got to study and research. You got to talk to people. You got to network. The quicker you can take on that mind state, um, the quicker you can see progress. Period. My brother's brand, Everyday Diligence. Toughest brand I know because the truth that it speaks to, Everyday Diligence, enough said. You ain't got to say nothing else after that. Everyday Diligence. Whatever you need, that's the combination to get it. I don't care what it is. Tell me something you can't get with everyday diligence. So that was the attitude I had. And I had people like my brother. I had some, I had a team of friends, still do, that was my small circle. That I can call these guys anytime. We link up. We play ball. We, we, we hang out throughout the time. You know, they assisted with my daughter. Anything. They protect her. Doesn't matter. I trust these guys like family. Respect levels are high. So you can overcome whatever situation you're going through. I had no license off and on. I didn't have my license long enough to make proper moves. I couldn't get a job because of the license situation. So I'm hustling. I'm I'm doing legal hustles, selling stuff on the side. I'm doing all kind of stuff. All this time, I'm doing all kind of stuff to stay afloat. I'm the type of person that will have a shirt for like five, six years. Like, I'm, I'm just like that. I don't, if I go out and get something, everybody say, my daughter always like, get something for yourself, do something for yourself. And I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Because my whole thing is that <clears throat> not being in a suffering state, right? And just having ability to get something if I wanted to, that's good enough for me. I don't got to actually go get it. I, I don't have nothing to prove. You see what I'm saying? So if I do ever do something for myself, it's it's such a genuine moment for me. And when somebody do something for me, I, I take that as a uh, as a great compliment and uh, a grand gesture. And I'm kind of a minimalist in a way, but <clears throat> I think extravagant, and I understand that no extravagance. But everything is in its own time. And there's no way I would try to live extravagant at a time where that wasn't the vibe, as far as where that wasn't um, the energy of just the now, right? Abundance. So once 
you become that abundant where your level goes up, that's one thing and that's fine. But you still don't have to go out and act a fool and buy stuff because you can, all that type of stuff. Nah, my advice is to handle your business. It's better to know you have it and uh, keep it moving. Be humble. Um, practice everyday diligence. And no matter what you're going through, man, you could be like me. Look, working. My daughter was given to me out the blue as a baby. I'm going through all this child support debt. They're threatening, my, they're threatening me to go to jail while I'm trying to raise my daughter. Like, there's all kind of stuff going on. My license being taken from me, having to find ways to work and back, all kind of stuff. But I was protected, didn't get pulled over about that not once in all those years. My daughter made it everywhere she needed to be, and so did I. So it's possible. You got that vision, man, keep going. <laughs> I just wanted to share more insight on the situation, y'all, because uh, I, I did make it sound a little too simple in the last episode, maybe. And uh, there was a lot going on behind the scenes that I still and still am persevering through. To this day, all that stuff is behind me. Of course, I have my license and all that. Um, you know, I don't owe any child support to anybody. That stuff is done, paid, gone. And anything you're going through, you can get through. You need a support system, man, always. Don't try to go through this stuff by yourself, sitting in the room crying and doing stuff like that. Just call somebody. And say, hey, you got a minute? I just wanted to, I just wanted to say some stuff, and you ain't really got to say nothing. It's as simple as that, because I'm telling you, just like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's important to have an outlet for what you have inside. It's important when you got knowledge and know-how, you need to let people know. That's value in this world where you're born, not understanding the world. So the more you gain, that is value. Don't look at yourself as not valuable when you walk around talking about something in detail. That means you know something. When you know something, you can do something. Period. Knowledge is power. Power is energy. Money is energy. All this stuff is the same. Get on the level of it and understand it. Get on the frequency of value. If that's what because it seems that that's what most people are after is money. I don't agree with that. And I always say, you know, follow your passion. Do what you love doing, but do it so hard that it gets notoriety. Do it so well that you get paid from it. That's my advice because money is just energy and energy follows energy. Energy is attracted to energy. That's why when you have money, more money shows up because you're not stressing money. When you're stressing money, it doesn't want to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not attractive. That's not attractive. But abundance is attractive. So I do have an episode somewhere that's called money or uh, something about money. But go backwards and find that episode where I break down the energy of money and what money even is. And why people have it kind of misunderstood, which is why they're looking for it, yearning for it and want it so bad. So anyway, uh, I hope you got something out of this episode. It's been another episode of My Three Cents. Just uh, thought about it and said, yeah, let me add it to the last episode and keep it moving. So I'll see y'all on the next one. I appreciate you. Of course, the supporters, your energy, uh, those of you that reach out to me that I hear from, keep doing it. Keep me on my toes. I'm over here balancing everything, but it's working. I ain't got no complaints. So 
Yeah, until next time, this has been another episode of My Three Cents. Wholeness, gratitude, and abundance, y'all. Wholeness, gratitude, and overflowing abundance. Gone.